You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, you won't have to remember passwords, but what happens when they steal you? This is Jesse. In the future, there will be actual fashion police. And the first thing that is going to be outlawed is having a photo of yourself on a t-shirt that you are also wearing. So narcissists, get it out of your system now while you still can. This is Melanie. And in the future, after the ice caps melt and the world floods, we're going to all be living on islands. But since we'll have developed all kinds of green technology, it's going to be all resort-like and cool. So less like Waterworld and more like always being on a vacation. So yay! It'll be like the three percent, but but all of the hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but all of the hundred percent. All of the hundred percent. Yep. I've been watching a lot of Netflix shows. I really should start like I don't know writing reviews for the site or something on them because mm-hmm. I've been burning through some of the shorter ones. Yeah, I'm... it's okay to like things and not write about them though. <laughs> That's true. That's what I found with the Big Finish reviews. Is like sometimes you gotta just listen to one for you. <laughs> yeah? yeah we're not yeah. gonna get a vr cyberman review oh we will eventually <laughs> we, we i'm will. kidding we, we don't have to we don't have to man <laughs> you've done you've written so many reviews so many big finish reviews for the site um i had it set up to t- tweet a link to one every day and i think there's how many I don't even know. I, I was looking at the the newly updated site where you can just see like mm-hmm. them all in in one category or whatever, and I was like, "Holy buckets!" Like our other, <laughs> I feel like I need to review other stuff just because like the big finish one is so overwhelming compared to the others. <laughs> like we have like one page of comic reviews or two pages of comic reviews and like seven pages of big finish reviews or something. Yeah, there's a lot. There's like. 60 90 i know that's kind of a jump but there's a lot <laughs> um welcome to the Grolix podcast i'm actually going to introduce this episode unlike last episode which i totally forgot this is episode number 69 yeah it is three okay i was gonna say i was about to congratulate you for being an adult melanie and, and, and <laughs> i did, did. i did was well. one step away from that- doing the whole louie thing and going her that was me being adult baby you i'm proud of you i'm proud of both of you (laughs) for what you didn't say and i accept what you did say um (laughs) yes so uh a very rare situation in which we are actually recording the second episode of the month like the day before the second episode of the month goes up normally we record this like a month ahead of time we can yeah. be super timely. We will not be, but we, we won't be. be. No, we, could we can be. make I all have... sorts of like references and stuff to things that have happened like yesterday, but we're not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Deadpool's and yeah, s- stuff. I don't know what else. I am so behind on like comics news stuff. Oh, me too. So I don't have any like I can't comment on any of that stuff. Yeah. But uh, I just it's... watched Deadpool two. It's fun. You'll if you like the first one, you will like the second one. It it grossed 
lots of money and made broke some records again. Good. Yeah. Yep. I was a I was a little worried about. I did. I didn't even know there was going to be a second one. I did not know. How did you really? I really did not know. Really? Until I read that article, and I'm like, they they made a second one. When did I, that happen? Wow, <laughs> you you're way out of the loop. I know. I well, I'm surprised. I didn't realize it was going to be released so soon. Like, because I right. knew it was coming for quite a while, but it seems like they just started promoting it, and all of a sudden, and then it's like, yeah, it's out this month. I was like, whoa, wait, what already? So that's kind of how the original Deadpool worked, though, isn't it? Like, you didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. Hey, here it is. I guess so. Well, they had like a little teaser type thing for a long time. It seemed like, and then, and then finally, they were like, you know, real trailers, and then the movie. Mm. I think. I'm going to try to be on more on top of at least movie trailers and stuff that are coming out. It's just there's so many that are just... I like watching movie trailers. Though. I, I like it too. I was trying to talk... Well, maybe we'll, we can do it sometime. I was trying to talk Jasper into... Jasper can't replace me. No, he's not going to replace you. <laughs> he's not going to replace you. But actually, you're in a better situation to do it because you your computer... I mean, it... You know, your microphone might not sound the greatest, but your computer setup is actually like beneficial, like actually works on like yeah. his his laptop running Windows XP. But uh, whoa! Oh, I don't I mean, even I, think that's. I'm a big I'm a right? big fan of XP, but holy moly, it's out yeah. out of date. Is putting yeah. it lightly on that. Anyway, so at one point we had done. Uh, I guess this will replace our in-house news segment. <laughs> Just random mm-hmm. talking. Uh, at one point. For the Electronic Media Collective, we had done a um, like a live stream thing where we played some movie trailers and then just talked about them. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was fun, right? So I I wouldn't mind doing some something like that with with Garlics once in a while. So, okay, yeah, that'd be fun, like yeah. a rea- almost like a reaction video, but like yeah, and it's trailers. Yeah. So if they want to come at come at us for playing their trailers, I don't, you know, we're yeah, come at us, bro. Playing their we're playing your commercial for free. So, <laughs> right, exactly, uh, exactly. Get off of it. Can we can we come up with something, some little shtick, like counting the sins or you know whatever that other people have, but not those. Just you know, have something similar, like a, like a fun thing that we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. Like, we'll look at um like tropes, uh, movie trailer tropes, and mm-hmm. have a little checklist for okay. when we enc- <laughs> encounter certain ones. Okay, that sounds fun. Or we notice new ones. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of an in-house segue. Uh, you've been doing some live streams uh, with the EMC Podcast Network on Facebook. Yes, yes. I need to, and I'm going to keep doing it. This last week was a little inconsistent, but the numbers on the website tell me I should really keep doing it. Um, mm, yeah. Or at least do it long enough to see if that's the correlation between like website visits and that. Because, yeah, we've been doing replay streams, um, so not quite live streams, they're replays of episodes from the network. I also need to talk to some more shows on the network to get kind of some more programming, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was going to aim to do it Sunday through Thursday, but I think I'm going to push Sunday off of it and just do maybe Monday through Thursday. Right. Yeah, every night about roughly 7 to 8 uh, Central Time, uh, we play, I'll play, a, I'll stream to the EMC, the Electronic Media Collective Facebook page, uh, recent episodes from the network. Usually... I'll usually try to fit it into two hours. So if that's two episodes, it might be two. If it's a long episode, maybe one. But And so far, I've been trying to do comic book shows on Wednesday. I like the idea. Dustin suggested wrestling should go on Monday. So but that's Monday Night Raw. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to not stream the episodes 
when Raw's happening? That's what I'm that, saying. That's what I, yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not that sure. That would be the one night you wouldn't want to necessarily stream. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. know what he's talking about. Well, I, I asked him <laughs> because he's the wrestling guy, but maybe he, yeah, I don't know. I'm not quite sure his logic there. So if I ignore what he said. Maybe he's a junkie and he wants to listen to wrestling while he's watching wrestling while well, he's doing a wrestling podcast. That is, <laughs> but he's also tweeting about it at the same time. You can't yeah, do that many that's, things that's, unless you're a robot. Dustin, is there a reason that you like uh, that you like uh, Westworld so much? They call him the metal mouth of the Midwest. Are you also a robot? Mel- Melanie's look about the metal mouth. Yeah, is that true? Because if so, they no, it is true. But actually, it comes from so he's he's had, and I don't know the co- reason for it, but he's had a lot of like jaw and mouth surgery, like extensive surgery. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he got his X-rays, mm-hmm. and like th- th- it is pretty awesome. Like the, he made yeah, a shirt oh out yeah. of it, but it's an X-ray <laughs> of his skull, you know, and there's just you can, metal all up in his mouth and his teeth. Okay, and I want to I want to put an addendum on my uh, future prediction. I think X-rays of yourself on a T-shirt is okay. So, fashion police, you're gonna have to have some caveats because <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that that was a pretty rad image. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So then that's how he became the middle mouth of Midwest wrestling or whatever. I, I used to know girl i wonder if it's something similar i don't know what they did but she had this little like hole in the roof of her mouth and she had a little little key she had to stick in there and like turn every day like a little bit she like a and it would like i don't know (laughs) she is the island from lost i don't know if it was it was supposed to either stretch it out or or shrink it in some one of the two to because it was like a retainer type thing or something it, it wasn't growing her jaw wasn't growing right so it was to either push it out or to bring it back in oh and then the bones would eventually grow you know the way they were supposed to Ooh, but yeah like it it's a freaky pain. it sounds like a painful thing well, that's why you can only do it a little bit every day it didn't did hurt but not you know like weird pressure i'm assuming mm-hmm. strange yep yeah so facebook.com slash electronic media collective <laughs> uh check that out oh it's i'm, I'm kind of thinking movie mondays i like that and i know we have there's a couple of shows that do movie talk I, like I said, I need to reach out to more shows. Mm-hmm. The only issue is it's not bad like to set it up and then to stream and because I do it while I'm doing other stuff, but it makes the other stuff I do, which is kind of work related, take longer. So if 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 it doesn't get a lot of like viewers, eventually I'll drop it. But for now, I'll I'll try it out. I kind of mm-hmm. like it, you know, like I don't know why this is because podcasts are a thing that you can listen to literally anytime you want. Mm-hmm. But when I see the live feed is on, I'll just turn it on and listen like, like the radio, you know? And so yeah. I'll get to hear some, I'll, I'll actually hear some podcasts that either I haven't heard or I don't normally listen to just cause mm-hmm. there's only so many podcasts you can listen to. Yeah. I don't know why, but there is an appeal to like, even though it's on demand, it feels more like, like everybody hates channel surfing and stuff like that. But there is an appeal to like just turning on the TV and hitting a channel and being like, okay, this is good. And letting it play versus scrolling through Netflix, trying to find out what you want to watch at that moment. Like there's, there's appeal to just like turning it on and letting it go and discovering something kind of different. It's almost Um, comforting in a weird way. I don't know why, but yeah. Facebook is, I, I realize Facebook's kind of a weird avenue to do that on, like a weird platform to do that on, but, and I looked around, of all the like streaming sites and apps that I can use, Facebook's about the best one that I, well, okay, 
that's free. That's an important thing. Right, right. Um, because you can play a video and you can hit a little thing for it to pop out and you can actually like leave the Facebook app and the little video will stay like in a little window at the bottom and like keep playing while you do other things on your phone. And like you can't do that on YouTube. Um, right. A lot of other apps, you can't like exit the app and keep the audio going. So not yeah, not unless you get uh, what is it YouTube Red or something. Yeah. then yeah. you can shut Windows and whatnot. Well, that, I found a way around that. Makes, but I'm not going to tell nobody. <laughs> What's that? Makes sense because Facebook is only ever relevant because of it has small aspects of it that are better than the things. Are, like the only reason mm-hmm. that I ever got on on Facebook is because MySpace didn't have instant messaging. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually it's use the Messenger only more than Facebook itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't like Facebook, but I couldn't talk to Randy without it. So <laughs> I think My that's space- one of the main reasons that Axton has it is like we converse more on there than anything else. Mm-hmm. MySpace didn't have instant messaging, did it? No, it did. Oh, MySpace? No, no, it didn't. Oh. Which was the only the only drawback. Because I so I rocked at making my page. My page is always kicking. <laughs> MySpace is still there. It's probably changed hands no, a dozen it's, times. It's not. I tried to go there and it's, it's not. Not the same. No. I logged in a while back. Every few years, I go in and log in, and some of my data is still there. The pictures are still there, but yeah. it's a mess. <laughs> it doesn't look like the page used to. Which oh was no! Car- it was carefully curated before. I mean, that was the one thing you could have your top eight. Yep. yep. Top eight friends, or I guess maybe you could. I think at one point they were like, you could have up to 12 in your top. Man, that's so old. (laughs) Right. That's like, I think about this sometimes, but that's like just because, with at at least at, you know, at my age, this puts it in perspective. Whereas, like, because being an adult, like 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, doesn't seem that long ago. But then I think about like, the stuff we're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that long ago. If somebody was saying that in the 90s, they'd be talking about the 80s. And suddenly I'm like, wait, that seems like forever ago. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <Like> yeah. <laughs> just that perspective of like how it seems to a younger person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, that's kind of a good seg- segue. Into, it is. Uh, you know, like our patron puppet enthusiast topic. We're getting our strings pulled right now. Oh, really? <laughs> right, yeah. Wow. Uh, 90s. Yeah. The 90s had some some comics. that's how you go about it the 90s had some comics (laughs) there were some comics in the 90s uh there were there were some big things that happened in the 90s in terms of comics one of them being like marvel comics went bankrupt i believe in the 90s because they uh they they got well they got bought out by somebody and then they just like saturated the market with everything right and so when you do that you have a lot more people that you have to pay too you know, like you have so mm-hmm. many artists and so many writers and they had so many titles and everything had a number one and they were just, they totally were tweaking the business model of, of what it meant to be a comic book. And they were putting out these foil covers and lenticular covers and embossed covers and all sorts of craziness. And uh, they were doing a lot of strange things with characters, like beloved characters, like killing Superman, that kind of thing. So, yeah. How do we want to approach this? Uh, basically, where this all comes from is our uh, one of our patrons uh, requested that we talk a little bit about the extreme era of the 90s. Yeah. And since he's at our uh, he's the only one at our, our uh, puppet enthusiast tier, he, he gets to uh, 
he gets to tell us what to talk about. Every, uh, so if, if, if you want to tell us what to talk about. So here's how it's supposed to work. At the Puppet Enthusiast tier, which is the $5 a month tier, um, you can take part in like a poll of topics. We love our polls. And uh, every month we'll, you know, whatever the winning topic is, that we'll discuss it on the show. It's just like a suggestion, you know, like, hey, we want to hear you guys talk about this. But since he's the only one, he just gets to tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah. what to do. Exactly, exactly. He is the Grolix 1%. <laughs> he, he is the Grolix 1%. And he picked 90s comics. Okay. I sh- I, you should let me know beforehand so I can do some research on this because I'm not going to have anything to say. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, like I thought about it last night and I was like, what's the easiest way to approach this? And I, I was like, okay, so I did a quick Google search, just, you know, vapid typing. And uh, <laughs> and I came up with a, a CBR.com site, which <laughs> I love going to them and I love talking about them, which is total sarcasm because they're a horrible place to go. Um, but they have a list of like 20, <laughs> 20 essential comic books from the 90s and a lot of them. I know either Randy or I have read them or we've read them for the show. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like there's a fair amount, like without even thinking about it, we lo- we love our 90s comics on this show. Uh, we've be- talked about a lot of them on the show. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think we've, t- we haven't talked about Batman Nightfall or Daredevil Man Without Fear, although we've referenced them because of the, the show, the Netflix show, but we have talked about Preacher. Yeah. I read Preacher. And yeah. we, d- we have talked about Kingdom Come. I mean, mm-hmm. these are these are big comics from the '90s, which I didn't really think about. I'm mean, Deadpool. I mean, there's a there's a brand new movie out because the '90s were awesome. I guess the Marvels. '90s were awesome. Let's see. We did Marvels. <laughs> we did. Uh, we didn't do Guardian Devil. That was Kevin Smith's run on uh, Daredevil. But we did do the run that Kevin Smith did to bring back Green Arrow, which was basically just after the '90s, and it was so '90s. Bone was one that came out in the in the nineties. Ah. Jeff Smith's Bone, um, one that we haven't done that I'm surprised. I don't think we've done Batman: The Long Halloween. I didn't realize that was from the nineties. We haven't done it, but I know. Actually, I think I made Melanie read it. We, I, I'm pretty sure we've all read it. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It's a it? great Batman story. Um, that one is. I've read several. I, you've read several, and at one point, like I gave you like a bunch of like kind of the quote-unquote essential Batman. Yeah, and then I got mad because I'm like, (laughs) I can't keep them straight. There's too many of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) It's the one where it's it's kind of a crime. It's more of a crime story about Falcone and stuff. Yeah, um, and and Batman Two-Face and all that stuff. It basically ensured that uh, Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb can do whatever they want for the rest of their careers, as long as they team up together. (laughs) Because after that, they did the whole, like, Spider-Man Blue, and they did the whole... Uh, Daredevil Yellow, which we read, and uh, Hulk Gray or whatever. Why do they all have to be colors? Yeah, they've got a color thing, color theme going. But they, you know, like they were such a hailed team, a creative team that, like, basically anytime those two get together, they're like, pitch us an idea. All right, let's do it. Captain America White, go for it. He is very white. He's, he's the whitest. He's super white. Yeah. <laughs> I have a funny thing. I have a thing. Okay, we'll get to Captain America later. Another one on the list that is we have not covered on the show. I have never read, which is almost a comic book sin at this point that I know Melanie is in love with is The Sandman. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it started in 89, but it ran all through the 90s. Amazing. Maybe not all through the 90s, but a bunch through the 90s. 
Well, you know, I like stuff that like will call back to stuff uh-huh. that I know about at least. Reference stuff you know? Yeah. Or like plant something that later becomes a big thing. I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it does that. It does a lot of things. It's, it's a great book. I did. I read years of that in like no time at all. Yeah, you burned through it. And then I was sad when it was done too. And Sandman Overture, did you ever finish that? No. That's because... It's I, like there was a February that turned into like three months and then... There, there, <laughs> yeah. No, there was seriously, maybe not a full year, but it seemed like a year. Like it got delayed majorly after issue three out of mm-hmm. five or six, I think. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if I ever ended up picking up the rest of the series. I'll have to track that down for you. They have Hellblazer on this list. They have Spawn on the list, which we've read a little bit of. We've talked about it in the past because we can't help but talk about that horrible movie. X-Men Age of Apocalypse, which is like the most 90s thing ever. Basically uh, changing the entire timeline and then making every character as 90s as possible. Like uh, they gave uh, they gave uh, they made Cyclops a literal Cyclops by having Wolverine take out one of his eyes. And then he had like the like a long hair version of the swoop haircut where it's like he just super emo just has hair over where his other eye used to be (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like super long hair cyclops uh yeah (laughs) just looks sad death and return of superman which you know also reminds me that like spider-man was a clone in the 90s and um batman had his bat his back broken and replaced himself with a a crazy person that had nothing to do with his bat legacy. I should stop recommending other podcasts on our podcast, but you know, I don't feel competitive against them. Um, there's a show called, I've mentioned it before. I believe it's cosmic treadmill. Oh yes. Yeah. And they do a lot of like comic book history stuff. And I just happened, I it's all escaped me now, but I just happened to listen to an older episode of theirs about nineties comics and the, comic book business like aspect of the 90s is kind mm-hmm. of super fascinating oh yeah and a mess like yeah because that's when image comics like uh come about and blew up and just like the business model got all kinds of crazy and marvel was doing gangbusters until they weren't you know yes mm-hmm. yeah exactly but like where comics where it would be common for like for a while for marvel especially x-men books would like sell a million copies of an issue. Well, like uh, that's that that's when Jim Lee. So, like at the beginning of the '90s, we had like Jim Lee and those guys were at Marvel and they were creating characters like uh, Venom and whatnot. And Jim Lee did that famous X Men wraparound cover for X Men number one, and I think like everybody in the world bought that issue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like even people who didn't care about the X Men just were like, I need to get X Men number one, you know. Like I, I feel like the '90s is probably part and parcel of the problem that we have now, where you basically you'll have a 12 issue run, and then oh, we better start over, better get a mm-hmm. new number one, better Marvel now this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you mentioned the death and return of Superman. Like that was one of that was one of the, I didn't I didn't ever like when I was a kid I spent money on like I rent video games endlessly and stuff like that. So yeah. I didn't spend money on comics, but that was one of the few, like the death of Superman. And then I think the th- four issues, which he was supposed to like when they had the various, the reign of the Superman type thing going on. Yeah. Um, those are some of the few like nineties comics I actually had. Cause I think my grandma picked them up. Mm. Everybody knew about it. They're killing Superman. You didn't have a Brokeback Batman one. 
I didn't have that, huh? Uh-uh. I no, I did have some Broke other 90s back Batman. <laughs> it, it sounds bad, but we know what <laughs> it's what she said is not wrong. No, no, <laughs> she's just no, not she's, totally, she's totally right, but yeah. I've just never heard it put that way. That's awesome. That would explain things. Um, <laughs> Robin, why can't I quit you? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the one that went there this time. <laughs> That's a little surprising. Yeah. It is. It is. Mark it oh, down. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesse's coming out with a new book. It's called the, uh, oh, what is it? What is it? The, uh, how not to, how not to be a public educator. <laughs> uh, no, I was, is it the corruption of the innocent? What is that book called? <laughs> oh my! It's kind of interesting because it, and maybe maybe a comic like old, like maybe a '90s comic reader. This is not like the aspect they want to hear about. Maybe this is a source of annoyance. But and it's not like this didn't happen in the '80s when they like make everything a toy and every toy had a TV show. But the '90s seem like really set up what we have now in terms of like comic book movies and stuff because the 90s is when you started to get some like good comic book shows right Um, like especially comic book cartoons and stuff like that and i mentioned that because the 90s kids are a lot of the 90s kids are us now and we're going to the movies and we're watching these big comic book movies so i wonder if that like well like deadpool is is all this like a, a huge 90s thing and like I remember reading all the Deadpool. I, I love Deadpool in the nineties and he was a nobody character. He was a nothing character really. I mean, like he basically, he spun out of the new mutants and X-Force and uh, he had a couple of mini series and mm-hmm. that was it until like, I don't know the early aughts. He had his own run, but for a long time it was like, not only did he not have a book, he, he was lucky to get a mini series out of that guy. And now uh, you can't, I mean, <laughs> you you can't uh, cross the street without seeing something Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That's because Ryan Reynolds is amazing. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I watched a clip on YouTube the other day of Deadpool's appearance on, what's his name? Colbert, the Colbert late, oh, late yeah, show, yeah. whatever it is. He like come in and during the monologue. Oh, goodness. And it was okay. It was It was entertaining. But I'm like, so Ryan Reynolds... For the majority of his career was like, oh, that's Van Wilder. Right. And then at a certain point, I think everybody was like, oh, no, that's Ryan Reynolds. Right. So now is Ryan Reynolds just going to be Deadpool forever? No. Because, you know, I... What do you mean, no? Holly and I... I never thought of him as Van Wilder anyway. He's Van Wilder. To you. No, okay, so Van Wilder is Ryan Reynolds, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. And Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds. Well, he even makes jokes about that too, though, that he was Van Wilder. Uh Um, But Holly and I were talking about this and it's like, there was never a point where anyone ever said, uh, no, Ryan Reynolds should not be Deadpool. You know, like Uh there's very few like perfect fan castings. And I don't even know if Christopher Reeves was one when he initially took on the Superman role, but it's like, I think one of the reasons that we're having such a hard time getting a good Superman is we had a perfect Superman for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, and there may be somebody out there that's going to totally disagree with me on that, but it's like, I, I have a hard time believing there are people out there that don't think Christopher Reeves did a good job. Yeah. Um, mm. And I feel the same way about Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Like who else is going to do it? I don't even mm. want to imagine someone else in the role. 
I want Ryan Reynolds to just keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I was thinking while watching this, I don't know why all these this was going through my head, but I'm like, you know, on oh, because he's in that outfit, right? He's in the costume. Mm-hmm. It's like he's he's got to be like, you know, he's got to be in good shape still. Like, right. I mean, Deadpool doesn't necessarily have to be a ripped dude, like big, huge guy or anything, but he's got to be in good shape. But technically, Ryan Reynolds, so long as his voice sounds the same, he could play Deadpool for the rest of his life until his voice cracks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because he's for the most part, I'm assuming he's just going to be CG on screen anyway. All they need is his voice. At least for all the action stuff, yeah. For the and super face, super actiony stuff. And Deadpool's face is all jacked up anyway, so right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A good role for him. Like he's mm-hmm. he's set. If they keep making those, like he'd be good for a while. Yeah. Uh, do you think? I don't think. I don't think we'll get to like Wolverine level of like. How many m- movies has he been Deadpool in now? Like, I don't think we'll get there, but... Right. If they can find another, something that we could cross him over with, you might. I mean, any of the X-Men stuff, but Deadpool doesn't... I was, I was actually thinking about that, too. Like, you think they... I think they've compartmentalized the X-Men at this point, where it's like, okay, obviously we're going to see Colossus, but we're only going to see Colossus in the Deadpool movies. I don't think you're going to see Colossus cross over into the regular X-Men. Because I think Deadpool breaks the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He breaks the universe too much. In comics, you can kind of get away with it. And I know they do. Like, they have Deadpool in the regular X-Men comics from, and other Marvel stuff from time to time, where he's doing his Deadpool break the fourth wall and everybody else is, like, still a character in the story. And Do they ever recognize it? Yes. I, I, I haven't... I don't think I've read this myself, but I, I heard somebody talking about there was a story where Deadpool's, like, it was an X-Men book where he's like doing stuff with various X-Men where he's talking to the quote unquote camera to the reader mm. <laughs> and the other characters acknowledge like, what's he doing? I, I don't know. He's crazy or something like that. They okay, acknowledge yeah, that he's doing that this, but to fantastic. them, he just seems like a maniac. He just seems crazy. I right. love that. But in the movies, I, I don't think that would work. You can't do it. I think the, the X-Men universe in general is like... As goofy and over the top as some of those movies get, like they're still kind of supposed to be serious. Yeah. Right. And I think you put Deadpool in an actual X-Men movie. I don't know that it would work. No, probably not. I still want to see it though. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe just in the promotional material, man. Yeah. Like think about how many more people would go to the X-Men movie if you just like slid Deadpool into some of their marketing. He wouldn't even have to be in the movie. Or just have him in the movie. Just like market he's, it. He's just like in a he's just like in a straight jacket in a room somewhere. Or they could just have him like you know when they get to whatever big war part, just have him like off in the background doing something, and then <laughs> just he like stops and waves, camera. and then like, waves at the continues. camera. He's yeah. Going. yeah, that's true. That's that true. They could great. get away with something like that. I wonder what their no. Okay, I was about to get totally sidetracked. I was gonna say I wonder what their plans for X Men movies are going forward. But anyway. The 90s. We're talking about the 90s. <laughs> okay. Talking about the 90s. So do you guys have like a favorite uh, series or property or something from the 90s? Like, I mean, we've also talked about things like The Crow on the show. Mm-hmm. But is there is there yeah. like The Breaking of the Bat, The Spider Clones, Gambit? <laughs> like, like what 90s thing do you enjoy? Because I, a lot of it's getting a resurgence right now. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn. She was pretty 90s, huh? That's when she was born, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Batman animated series yeah. is where she was. Then, yeah, came from. Yep, I liked her. I didn't know she wasn't a character. Really, I didn't. Uh, I did. I did not think that was a serious answer you gave. No, yeah, yeah, interesting. I know because I know you're kind of annoyed with 
some of the modern Harley stuff you've read. Yeah. Hot, hot pants Harley. <laughs> Where yeah. she's kind of the DC Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of tie it back. But I like her being um a bad buttocks, but um not <laughs> I don't like I don't like the victimized thing a whole lot. Right. Because she I mean, maybe she was slightly, but she knew what Joker was when she started, you know, with him. So anyway. So for ninety stuff, I I'm torn. I really like Nightfall and all that, like, kind of drug on. I don't know. I've liked some of the Batman 90s stuff I've read. I didn't like but... Nightfall as much as I liked Night Quest and, and all that. Yeah. I don't know what those things are. It's the broke back Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, after, so after he has his back broken, he can't do it. So somebody's got to step oh. in. And then oh. uh, the character that does is not a Robin. He's just like some guy, which was totally confusing. Out of nowhere. Yeah. But the dude is crazy and he makes like a robot suit. <laughs> and so like as much as I hated it, I also loved it. I'm so conflicted about his this Azrael, Azrael Batman. I'm so conflicted about his outfit. That's that <laughs> might be the most nineties thing. Yeah. In nineties comics is the Azrael Batman outfit because it's like metallic and yellow and like <laughs> yellow and blades blue. everywhere. Yeah, it's still like the eighties. And... It's still eighties blue Batman, but like with yellow and like a flamethrower arm and <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's... I loved it. It was it was awful and incredible at the same time. The, the same name is the Cat and the Smurfs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally is. Sorry. I don't know why. Wow. I love that name. From from that cat. Wow. Huh? Wow, his his <laughs> meow sound was amazing. It was. It was really good. <laughs> I'm not sure what I've read that's more 80s than 90s, but I think when I think of like the older comics that I really really enjoyed, I think I'm going more 90 uh, late late 80s. I have a hard time separating it because then I think when I drill down into 90s, then we were too cool and 90s and 90s was cool but in <laughs> like an audacious way like Everything is audacious. Like uh, you, ha- when bat- when Superman comes back, he has to come back in four parts, and one of them's a cyborg, and one of them is like a kid with a crew cut, or not even a crew cut, like the flop cut with the circle glasses and, and, and yeah, a leather and jacket. Leather jacket, yeah. yep. With a, strappy, a bad attitude, strappy belts and stuff. Yeah, mine's mine is gonna be basically the Marvel twenty ninety nine stuff. So there was the Marvel imprint where they decided, okay, we're gonna do future Marvel. You know, like Marvel every once in a while wants to do an offshoot imprint. And so it was like, okay, these are the, these are the heroes, but they're the heroes of the year 2099. And uh, so Spider-Man from that year was like genetically spliced and um, he had like talons and stuff and they would had clever ways of getting around swearing instead of just putting Grolixes on things and be like, oh, shock. Oh, <laughs> like shock oh, was their man. big Grolix word. That meant whatever, whatever bad word they needed for that issue. And uh, so I, I really liked uh, basically Doom 2099 and Spider-Man 2099. And Spider-Man 2099 was done by Peter David, who I've basically, if he's on a book, I, I check it out. So that was my favorite thing. That's an answer. That's an actual answer. <laughs> That's <laughs> a real answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harley Quinn and I don't know, maybe Batman. <laughs> What about well, and, what about image? What about uh, what about Spawn and those guys? What do you, how do you feel about that? Because that so was I never, a huge part of the '90s. Yeah, no, that's a. Um, when I think of '90s comics, the look of Todd McFarlane art, the look of Spawn 
is what I think of. Right. Problem is, I've never read any amount of Spawn. We read that little bit with uh, when we read Angela, mm-hmm. Qu- Queen of Hell. That might be the most Spawn comics I've actually ever read. That said, like, and I've generally heard that a lot of the writing is kind of terrible in some of those <laughs> older Spawn comics. But that said, I always thought Spawn was a super cool character. He's like the coolest looking character with the cape and the chains. I mean, it's so 90s, but man, he does look cool. Yeah, oh yeah. And I was so disappointed in that Spawn movie. Ni- the mm. 90s was the era of like character design slash recreation because... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you had Spawn, you, and then everybody tried to copy Spawn a little bit too, you know, like, mm-hmm. or they tried to copy other things like Shadowhawk was basically Batman if he were silver <laughs> and had oh. claws. And then you had like Guy Gardner and Lobo, and it, it was like the era of chains and or leather jackets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and big guns. Yeah, big guns and pouches. Like cable, the top- cable McPouchy Poucherson. Yep. Over the top muscles, like just ridiculously unrealistic muscles and guns and shoulder pads and bad attitude and characters with blood or death in their name. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Or strike a strike. Yeah. That was another yeah, yeah. one. You know what? I wish they would have done more of hmm. the MTV animated comic book. Oh, thing. like oh. the Max and Amflux yeah. and the Max was on that list oh, too. Love, we didn't, we, yeah. I forgot to mention it. Yeah. yeah. I love Amflux, but yeah, those were all really good. And and then it just they I don't know, they had stopped. a name for that imprint. What was it? it? Was like Liquid TV or something? No, Liquid TV was older. Oh okay. It was uh, not Oddities. What was it? It's not Liquid TV. No, Liquid TV was well. And Flux was on Liquid TV, but by the time it got to the Max and um, what was that? That one guy, alien, the guy that had to be alien in his head. Maybe uh, it was just the head. Maybe that's what it's called. Oh, um, that does sound. Yeah, that sounds right. But by the time those came around, that was the Liquid TV was already gone. Oh really? I'm pretty sure. I mean, it could be wrong, but maybe it was oddities. Maybe it was MTV's oddities. I was kind of like Adult Swim before there was Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I watched the crap out of all of that and Aeon Flux too, actually. Yeah. But And I'm disappointed in that movie also, by the way. Aeon oh. Flux? That's horrible. That live action? Yeah, oh, that was yeah. terrible. Terrible. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. We, we, well, I, I hope that scratched the itch because we went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it. You know, maybe in the future... When we get more puppet enthusiasts, you know, just so we're not, not putting on. Trinity on the spot every month. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it'd be it'd be fun to dedicate a whole episode because, I mean, this could almost be a whole episode on its own right now. Oh, sure. Um, two random topics from from patrons. Yeah, I think that'd be fun because I even had to stop myself from just following that conversation through different off topics and offshoots and stuff. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Speaking of. Music TV, M- MTV, and and the music of the '90s. Uh, this is a horrible segue. Uh, yeah, Jessica Jessica <laughs> Jessica Jones wears a leather jacket, and she seems like she's straight out of the '90s too. That's a good point. Why that's would we point. talk about her, listener? This is a pull list episode. Oh, that's why. Before we talk about why we're gonna what we're talking about, reading read, Melanie. Yes. What's a pull list? Why, why are we talking about pull list things? What's a pull list? Because we have one. It's a list. It's a poll that's in the list form. And uh, uh-huh. you get to choose which item on that list we read by 
voting on the poll. Man, this we it's it's almost like we don't even want to come up with our own topics. We just farm <laughs> it all out to our listeners. Well, see, <laughs> I would say no, we no. hate choices, except we give you all of them. Yep. The thing is, is that we can talk about anything, anything <laughs> yes. we have. Yeah, we will. Uh-huh. So. You get to kind of point where that anything goes, and then that's what we'll try to do. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah, try. We, we might. No, no promises. No but, promises. Yeah. yeah, you might yes. be pulling our legs. So, so it's been too long. If you, it's true. If you go to grolicspodcast.com, either at the top there's a thing that says pull list, or you can scroll down the page and you'll actually see the pull itself, and you can vote. You can vote on. We've got. Man, we the got list ten, was getting a, ten yeah. on the list already. Really, the list was getting a little sparse, and then I think we did we did a call out for like add some stuff that's not just Marvel, and like it blew up. There's a lot of stuff on Ooh, there now. I'm yeah. ready. Jesse, you sound like you might happen to have it pulled up right now. I do, I do have it pulled up. So according to the poll list, our winner, just barely by one vote, probably is the Infinity Gauntlet. It's, yeah, we're finally we're finally gonna get that one's been on there for a while. It's been on there for a long time. Yeah, uh, a lot, uh, very much like uh, like our Jessica Jones month. Uh, you know, we'll get to we'll get to the current hot topics. Just we like to wait <laughs> till after nobody cares anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until everybody's been you know thoroughly I'm not oversaturated. Yeah, I like to do my own thing. Our Jessica Jones. Listen, the episode's been doing okay, but our Jessica Jones season two talk. Not getting great numbers, and I think it's because like I I kind of searched around Twitter like using like the hashtag and stuff. People aren't really talking about it anymore. <laughs> no, no, probably not. It, no, it's one of the few times. Normally, we talk about things so f- so far after it's relevant that it's like it doesn't matter. This is just what we're talking about. Right. But Jessica Jones is like just close enough to. I'm like, well, maybe it's still relevant. And I'm like, nope, nobody's talking about no. Jessica Jones season two. <laughs> and she didn't. She's not. I mean, she's okay. But she's not doing anything cool enough to like steal away the attention from the other stuff that's happening. Yeah, she's not blind, and uh, <laughs> she doesn't. She's not bulletproof. I mean, you know, she, she might be, and she's, she's not, not new she anymore. Like season one, yeah. she's new, so that's awesome. That's true. Mm-hmm. I just, to be honest, like I haven't heard much talk about Jessica Jones season two. I haven't really either. I mean, there was a lot of chatter right away, and then it just was gone. And this bums me out a little bit. Kind of the same with Punisher. I didn't hear a lot of Punisher talk. Right. And I thought that was a pretty good series, so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, if you want more of that, if you want more of that, you go back to uh, episode 68, Pretendicon. Yep. And yes, and that's, uh, and I mentioned that because by the time we talk about Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet, Everybody will be sick of it. <laughs> yeah, everyone will be talking about Deadpool or probably the new Han Solo movie. But look Han at it. Han Solo has his own movie? Yeah. It's coming up. Wow. He's... Isn't it? It's not out yet? No, I think it's like next weekend or something. Okay. Is something it, close. It... What's his name? Harrison Ford? Yeah. No. 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 Oh. It's young. Is, he's young. Younger. Yeah. Young but, prequel. Uh, was it Donald Glover is... Lando. Lando. And th- yep. I think that's what people are more excited about than the Han Solo parts. It's because Donald Glover is great. Right. Randy has a man crush on him. As well I, he should. He's great. He's great. <laughs> and I feel a little bad that I ignored his music for so long. 
because after the whole like viral thing lately, I listened to some of his other stuff and I'm like, you know what? This was good. I was just mad because I think that's why he left community. Oh, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I don't want to listen to your music, Donald Clever. You I want Troy. You felt abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> Troy's like the best character ever. So this episode, wow, I don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. what happened. Whoa. So this episode, we're going to talk about Alias. We're going to continue the Jessica Jones theme that everybody's clamoring over. Stop saying <laughs> I was going to say, like, everyone's talking about that Alias series. Stop saying it like that. You guys, you're, it's like, what is that movie? I don't know. We're talking people they're like out of this Asians, you know? That's what it is. But alias? You're doing that thing, the Asian thing, but you're doing it for Alias. Don't do it. What? Alias. But yeah, do you not feel that in the word? Yeah, you guys are saying. What it am weird. I supposed to say? Alias. 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 Oh. Say it. Just say it. Or like a normal word. Alias. Alias. It's a title, though. <laughs> it's a title. Fine. Do it that way. Whatever. <laughs> I think it's Alias. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title: Alias. Alias. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so if you look for this in the stores now, if you find a newer copy, it'll probably be listed as Jessica Jones, Alias Volume 1. But originally, it was just Alias. Right. Um, we are going to talk about Jessica Jones or Alias Volume 1. It includes Alias Issues number 1 through 9, written by Brian Michael Bendis, Art Michael Gatos, Gatos, Kato, it means cat. <laughs> <laughs> Color by Matt Hollingsworth, released by Max, which is a Marvel imprint. So like um, uh, the Punisher Max series that we read by, was mm-hmm. that Garth Ennis? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that same imprint. And the Alias series was published from 2001 to 2004. Uh, the, what we're talking about today it was 2001 and 2002. And let me give you, I have two summaries actually. Because one is like general idea, and the other one is more brief, but a little bit more specific. First, I'll give you this. This I found from Google Books, um, which I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, weird. I don't know why I ended up on Google Books. But um, I'm assuming this is more like the solicit description. Right. Meet Jessica Jones. Once upon a time, she was a costume superhero, but not a very good one. Her powers were unremarkable compared to the amazing abilities of the costume icons that populate the Marvel Universe. In a city of marvels, Jessica Jones never found her niche. Now a chain-smoking, self-destructive alcoholic with a mean inferior- inferiority complex. Can't make me say that word. That's just mean. <laughs> Jones is the owner and sole employee of Alias Investigations, a small private investigation firm specializing in superhuman cases. Did she, though, specialize in it? I think it I just so. happened to be. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like it's, her clients just happened to show up and be like, hey, I've got a problem with this. And we're like, uh-huh. well, yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> when she uncovers the potentially explosive secret of one tr- one hero's true identity, Jessica's life immediately becomes expendable. That's kind of interesting, too, because it's not really the issue of, like, finding out his secret identity. Mm. But her wit, charm, and intelligence just may help her survive through another day. Now, the other one is, for, the other summary is from Wikipedia. This is a bit more precise. Kind of feels a bit more accurate. Not that that last one's not accurate. It is. Asked to look for a missing woman, Jessica finds herself caught in a conspiracy involving Captain America and the President of the United States. Subsequently, she is hired to find the recently missing Rick Jones. Rick Jones! <laughs> <laughs> Rick Jones! 
Other characters appearing in the arc include Daredevil as Jessica's attorney, Matt Murdock. Yeah, in like half of, like a quarter of an issue. Right. And second tier villain, Man Mountain Marco, which I had to look up to find out who this guy is. He, I think he started in Spider-Man, but he's the big guy. Yeah. Okay. That The big murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> right. Rated R or M or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Really? Yep. Wasn't that bad. Not bad, but it wasn't our family-friendly Marvel book that we were yeah. promising. <laughs> I mean, the wasn't that bad. Did you? There was some cursing. It, it was all cursing. There was so much cursing. Yeah, the content for the most part wasn't bad when she wasn't talking about her sexual exploits with Luke Cage. <laughs> but <laughs> she barely talked about that. This, uh, I'm I'm so glad we read this just after Transmetropolitan mm-hmm. because, and I'm also glad that you you mistakenly said oh it's a marvel book we can actually read something family friendly and it turned out to be this and the very first word we can't say it's just f-bombs f-bombs i was almost i was actually at first i was kind of like oh oh come on like you could like i get it and actually i think punisher max started with a with an x with a f-bomb or the sh bomb (laughs) (laughs) whatever i don't know how to say that in a way that doesn't sound dumb (laughs) a shiar bomb yeah. And like the the guy, like the character, she's she's talking to this potential client or whatever they call him before he gets nasty. He just keeps saying the F-bomb over and over. And I'm just like, like well, just, uh, we get it. You're you're like, you're mad. You are a mad yeah, but, uh, guy. But also it's like, all right, Brian Michael Bendis, we get it. Like Marvel's like, hey, you can say whatever you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, F-bomb, F-bomb, F-bomb. Like I was a little annoyed, but... As it went into it, like, I, uh, okay, I'm fine. I don't think... It comes, it comes those, on a little bit heavy at first, but it, yeah. it, it mellows out. It it finds it becoming It becomes more natural. Like, yeah, Brian Michael Bendis is kind of known for his dialogue. Like, he's a very dialogue-heavy writer. Right. And as it goes, like, yeah, the use of the language becomes supernatural. Not supernatural, but like... (laughs) Yes, Dean and Sam, they come in with Scooby-Doo and they solve the mystery. (laughs) That's better. Okay, I like that. Um, No, it becomes like very natural sounding and it's, you know, it's it's R-rated language, but it works. And I think think Brian Michael Bendis, at least in this, has a real good grasp on writing natural dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just at first I was like, oh... I, I dialogue is one of like probably my favorite thing, if not maybe the thing. It's the thing that I like about this book. He's it's he's very good. Yeah, I love Mal the way he does Malcolm. That's great. Oh yeah, Malcolm is fun. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very different. That's Malcolm. Yeah. Just uh, I didn't realize that. Oh really? I'm like who is this kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Malcolm. Well, I think they yeah. only they only say his name like once. I think so. If you blink, way different. It, yeah. yeah. But. I would agree. The thing, my favorite thing about this is, in particular, when he gets into a really good, like, couple of characters into a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. There's three that pop out to me. The bit with Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he well, he shows up like tw- what twice or something. Yeah, that's always good. The interrogation scene where Jessica Jones gets pulled into jail or into whatever yeah. she gets picked up, and the cops grilling her. Mm-hmm. Love that. And yeah. that goes on for almost a full issue. And it's just like tiny panels with just word balloons all over. I think that works really well. And I was digging that conversation. And then the conversation with um, Danvers. 
Yeah, Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Kind of our stand-in for Trish, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a cafe. Yeah. I thought it was a great conversation, and it felt that mm-hmm. felt maybe like one of the most real conversations. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a girl, but it felt like a real girly conversation. Yeah, it seems like what you guys think girls' <laughs> conversations are like. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little stereotypical because they talk about guys a lot. Yeah. So I don't know if that passes the Bechtel test, but you laughed while reading that. Yeah. Yeah. You laughed out loud, so you were amused by it. I was. Sorry. What did you overall? What did you guys think of this? I liked it. Good. I enjoyed it. I mean, the first time I read it, and this reread was fun too. So. I liked it because it was not like a superhero mm-hmm. book. Like it wasn't like, I mean, I guess there was sort of a big bad for the first one kind of, but not even really. It was just seemed like, like she, she was so concerned about it all and it was this big thing, but then it, it, and it really kind of was a big thing, but everybody was just like all nonchalant about it and like, no, this isn't a big superhero issue. This is just you know politics and and money and that's it you mm-hmm. know and and that's i like that a lot because that's that's what the world is like it's not about superheroes it's about just some bad words that think that they're better than everybody and take advantage of life or i don't know you know mm-hmm. so i appreciate that the bizarre thing about this versus the show is that i feel like somehow this this is more invested in the superhero universe and everything that's going on that it's more matter of fact about it than the show is like the show sometimes Mm -hmm. is like, here's something crazy that's going to happen now because you're in a superhero land. But in this, it's just like, nope, it's just normal people living in a superhero world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So the character of Jessica Jones, this is kind of something I've been thinking about. I feel like the, Jessica Jones in the TV series is actually better defined, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I like this Jessica Jones better. Oh, she's, she's way more likable. Yeah. Way more mm-hmm. likable. She's not as like the one disc summary I read, you know, she said she's a, you know, chain smoking, which I don't know, maybe she just was a smoker. So, but, uh, alcoholic, but she was, she went to the bar a couple of times, but I didn't get the impression that they really railed on like her being an alcoholic in this. Mm-hmm. And maybe they get to it later in the series. I don't know. But in general, she's not like consistently nasty like she is in the show. Completely different attitude. Mm-hmm. And her face is bigger. Her face is bigger? Yeah. She doesn't have a mousy face. And ew, what outfit was that that she wore when she was a superhero? Because that was disgusting. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> yeah, the whole not... joke, too. Yeah. Because she hates that costume. Both in the show and in and in uh, the comic. The comic, mm-hmm. it looked like something they'd have on um, an 80s superhero cartoon yeah 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 it's like, like purple a, and white yeah it's got like a was it a star or some type of like shape a dime, or something? yeah like a diamond on her belt yeah and her belt was like a sash it, it, it they have this picture of her and carol danvers standing right next to each other and it's not it's not like the carol danvers that we're going to get in the, the upcoming mcu movie either it's it's uh the carol danvers of this era which is very much like wearing a one-piece swimsuit basically and has a sash of her own, so they're like standing right next to each other. I found plot line wise, I found they were kind of interesting, but I guess I mean it's like you're saying about like Melanie, like you said, your favorite thing was about it was the dialogue and stuff. Like the plot line, the story's there, and it's you know it's it's thought out, it's and it drives this, it drives the whole thing. But it didn't feel like the thing that really motivated me to keep reading through. Yeah, now I got it. Yeah, 
the plot line for the first oh, half or better is this one central plot line. But after that, it feels like, I mean, there's kind of two things going on. She's got two jobs and those feel looser. They, they just kind of feel like stuff that's happening just to follow her around, like so that the reader can follow her around. Right. Yeah. Well, at one point, it's not even really following her around. It's following some other guy around. Who's not the guy? He's, yeah. Rick, he's Rick Jones, but he's not Rick Jones. Yeah. yeah. That, it was weird. It was very weird. Well, and some of the characters not- they follow around is like an interesting choice to go with Rick Jones and then it not actually be Rick Jones. Let's talk about Captain America for a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. I find it interesting when, because like, okay, like now Daredevil is a completely different deal. But when we read Daredevil not long ago. What was it? Which one did we read? Uh, Daredevil Yellow or... Oh, born recently. Again. Recently. It was born recently, again. Recently. Yeah. Where Captain America shows up, but just for a little bit. He's got a little bit part, and it, it feels like, you know, a cameo by one of the, the big superstars, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing here, but man, this does not show him in a favorable light at all. Mm-mm. Like, it's it's a little weird. Like, it's... I mean, literally, his involvement is sorted. Right. Yeah. And Melanie made a good point of, like, he didn't seem upset. Like, he didn't seem... What did you say about him? Because a woman died. Yeah. And it's his fault, and he didn't seem upset at all. He didn't, oh, it's partially it, his fault. He didn't do he it He didn't purpose, seem to be all that bothered by it. Is, that's it. Like, he was yeah. involved in it. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's good at holding it in. I did enjoy the one line, and it seemed so Captain America to me. Mm. She says... It's, like, one of the last things she says to him, because she only talks to him, like, at the very end of that arc. Mm-hmm. She says, you're not going to, like, salute me or anything, are you? And he goes, <laughs> uh, actually, I was I was thinking about it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. That first plot, she was there enough to connect the pieces. I mean, she was integral to it because she was a part of their plan. Right. But other than just connecting the pieces and then beating up the big guy that came after her, mm-hmm. she didn't do much. She was just there. Mm-hmm. She was just there and... And maybe that's the point where she was just there, but it was really everybody else's game. Like mm-hmm. she got to the the guy who was ultimately responsible and got him talking, but she didn't bring him down. She just yeah. happened to be there. Like the whole time he's talking, I'm like, oh, she's recording him. But she wasn't. She happened to be bugged that she didn't know and somebody mm-hmm. else was recording him. So I'm like, what was her plan? Like, Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. I thought she was recording him to where she should have been. Because she stood there quietly like for pages and listened to this this kind of coked up Hollywood guy talk. Yeah. And I don't know if he was coked up, but he seemed like that kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Right. But I don't know what her plan was. And then she just walked away and it's like... She just wanted to know, I think. I guess, but... Yeah. Why not record him? <laughs> yeah, he, she should have. Um, But you, what you were saying made me think that... that well, what you just said and then the next storyline are kind of about that, though, I think. When they both kind of talk about things just happening to people. Because and she, oh, yeah. she doesn't – she finds – yeah, she finds, quote, unquote, Rick Jones, but she doesn't bring him back to the, you know, to the wife or anything. They – she she finds that they just – they're back together. Like, he went yeah. back to her. Yeah, and then she doesn't mm-hmm. even, like – Help of like she's all involved in helping this gal, and then when she has an opportunity to like ultimately tell her the full truth or whatever, she just like ah just let him like live and let die I guess you know like, yeah just yeah. they're happy so we'll just let it go I guess even though this has been an entirely pointless endeavor. I liked what they they bookend that second plot. Yeah, I like that she's spending all this time in in gay chat rooms. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And she seems to be enjoying it, actually. She seems yeah. to, like, enjoy that whole thing. But, yeah, I know. I like the speech, how she has this kind of, like, good conversation with this guy. Yeah. And then just gives him a look, and he's like, what? And she gives him the whole, like... Oh, that was a great panel, know, yeah. Yeah, it was. Go go home and tell your wife. You know, go, go home. I think she said, talk to your wife. Talk to your wife. Come out of the closet, because... Yeah you're hurting her and she deserves better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah, I like that whole bit. And just the look she gives him because I think she talks to him long enough to know like, well, he's whatever. He's not a terrible guy, but yeah, he's just not doing the right thing right now. Uh, uh-uh. so it, it plays out very much like that in season two of Jessica Jones with Malcolm and the one guy. Yeah. My favorite part of that whole scene though, is that he's sitting there giving a, a big speech about psychology and, and then and then yeah and then he's sitting there cheating on his wife with another guy obviously doing stuff that he sh- he knows better than that Come oh on. yeah oh yeah interesting uh because this is like when when we had this on the poll list i thought it was going to be I, I couldn't remember when kilgrave came in but kilgrave doesn't even factor in into the first volume uh and in fact at the end of that issue it alludes to the next storyline which has J. Jonah Jameson and let me tell you uh that's that's fun having J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson versus Jessica Jones the way that those two play off of each other because like neither I mean if you've ever read J. well we did we read a little bit of J. Jonah Jameson and uh Daredevil Born Again so mm-hmm. you know like he's he's a hard case and so you have him up against Jessica Jones who is equal parts not going to take it and yet self-deprecating. Uh, it, it it was fun. It's it's a fun interchange. And then you get into the big story arc for the alias, which is Kilgrave, which they you know they lead the the Netflix series with, but it it kind of is the end cap for the whatever you'd call this the maxi series or mini series mm-hmm. or whatever this is kind of considered. And Jay Jonah, Jay Jameson, and Jessica Jones is really fun to say, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. alliteration, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Brian Michael Bendis writes this whole run. So, yeah, I can imagine, like, with the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I see, like, people talk about him. I don't know, people are tied about him, but he's very well known. Didn't he actually recently go to DC? Yep, he's at DC right now, and they're... Which is a huge deal, because he's been writing yeah. Marvel for a long time. When isn't he, like, marked to do Superman or something? I mean, because... That's how they steal people. <laughs> it's like, hey, why don't you come to DC and you can write Superman? Yep. Bring us some pictures yeah, but- of Spider-Man. <laughs> well, I mean, like uh, Bendis is known for a lot of things, but one of the things he's super well known for is writing the ultimate Spider-Man run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did he? Miles Morales. Did, did he yeah, create all Miles of that. Morales? All of yeah. that. Miles Morales, the original Spider-Man run. He did all of Ultimate Spider-Man. The artwork. What did you guys think of the artwork? It was fun. It lended to the PI style. It made, yeah, it kind of did. You know, it made me think of a PI. It, I, it made the other chicks look like Stepford wives. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't. No, I, I think you're right, Jesse. I think it does, and it's got lots of thick blacks, and it's you know kind of moody. But I'm, I'm, I didn't really like it. I'm not a big fan of of the look of it, the art style. I, I think it, the characters don't look bad, but they. They do. <laughs> they, don't, they, they look. <laughs> they don't look bad. The art's not bad, but man, like sometimes it's got to be the eyes or something. People look 
deranged or dead inside or dead inside or that's why I said stripper dead. wives yeah they there's something about it that just is so off particularly some of the women there are some like there's some really interesting panel layout decisions there's some pages where i'm like i don't really like the panel layouts it works it's just visually was not appealing to me it did handle like a lot of the super dialogue heavy scenes well right because that's a lot of panels of just static people sitting there talking so I know it can't be easy to make that interesting, and they were able to do that. But overall, yeah, I wasn't super thrilled with the art. It's just kind of unappealing to me. Sure. Well, and I think part of it is that this is kind of like the anti-comic book. It's like, you know, normal people in a superhero world. And so it's uh, it's th- instead of doing that hyper-sexualized um, approach to mm-hmm. figures or whatever, uh, it, it's much more stripped down. Yeah, and I yeah, I I can appreciate that too for sure. But I would agree with you. There's there are some unflattering uh, portrayals and whatnot that are like, God, what what are they even doing with that? You know? <laughs> yeah, like that's the photo they took of you two together in that awful costume. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> the goofy look on your face. Yeah, yeah. Um, there. I mean, there are some interesting things. I like. There's two scenes where women come in. And spill their story to Jessica Jones. And I like how that's handled because it's usually like basically three long columns, vertical columns across the page. And at the top, it's the same like panel of Jessica sitting there with her cigarette, like repeated three times where it's just her like listening. But it's just her sitting there with the cigarette. And then the panel below, the long panel below is the woman with all the dialogue just like spilling mm-hmm. everything out you know and i i like how that's handled and they do it the exact same way both times that that situation comes up right so i appreciate that man that conversation with the uh with carol danvers was great though <laughs> well all the i mean really all the conversations like even the the very first conversation after she throws that guy through her door uh and the cops show up and the way that she handles the cops and they're like hey you you're one of the superheroes that hey that, is that you is that supposed to be you uh-huh uh-huh like even that yeah, it, and then she finally has just had enough and gets a little passive aggressive with him he has brian michael bendis has a good grasp on the way people speak and particularly like the way people speak in an annoying way like right like when she's being badgered by in the by the one cop uh when she's being interrogated at one point like you you like him because he's like kind of like Really interested in her superhero background, like the cops that showed up at her apartment before they get nasty. Right. But then partway through, it's clear that like, oh, he's just like. He's trolling her. He's trolling her. He's trying to provoke her. And it's just so well done. And yeah, it's easy to relate to it. It's like, oh, I know uh-huh. people like you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he's he's got a good grasp on how people talk. It's really all I got. That's all I got on so it. it was, would we would we recommend it? Like who who like who would like this book? Um, well, obviously this is it's Max. You, you got to be an adult to read this, right? I think it would appeal to people open to comic books that aren't necessarily into superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Does this have too many like side superhero things that you need to know? Did you feel lost at any point? N- no, because I'm not super. And Melanie might be able to. Melanie would probably be able to better speak to this. But I'm not. You know, I'm generally not a Marvel reader. Obviously, I know Captain America, and I'm I have some awareness of Carol Danvers, but I didn't really feel lost. Um, like all the Rick Jones stuff, like he seems like an obscure character, but like they explained him 
yeah. thoroughly because <laughs> yeah. you read sections of his autobiography, mm-hmm. you know. Which at first I thought were ads, but yeah. I did end up pretty No, I didn't feel lost because, I mean, all you really need to know with some of them is just like, this is a, you know, he's a superhero, but the who specifically he is, isn't that important. And it does well at establishing if they are important, why. Right. Yeah. The, the people that I don't know, I don't need to know because they're, it's not relevant to the story. Like the mountain guy. I didn't know he was a character, but yeah, it I didn't matter. Know that until I didn't need December. to know that. So, you know. It's not relevant. He's just a big dude that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. Good. It works. Yeah. It's not too bad. And I mean, I guess the conversation with Carol Danvers and the little bit with Luke Cage in there maybe makes more sense if you know who those characters are. And at this point, like they talk about Ant-Man and Luke Cage like those there are those are pretty known characters at this point but um that's an interesting little segment of her life too like the, they they explore this the Scott Lang stuff a little bit in the book later like she she does go on the blind date with him does she oh yeah. that's great mm. but like she doesn't know Ant-Man so like part of the fun of that conversation is her the, the convoluted like history of Ant-Man slightly being touched on is like her reaction to that is what makes that entertaining. <laughs> yeah, he's not so, even Ant-Man. Yeah. He's just an Ant-Man. He's not <laughs> yeah. even the, yeah, exactly. So no, I think it's fine from that respect. Yeah. I would recommend it. I mean, if you're a Marvel reader and you've never read this, I mean, definitely check it out because it's pretty decent. If the conversational stuff sounds interesting to you, if you like that, I'd check it out. Yeah, that's good. It's, it is, it's wordy, but I don't feel like it's like I don't feel like it gets bogged down. No, it was easy to get through. The dialogue kind of becomes the thing that you mm-hmm. are interested in, and it flows well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, the way I choose to read it, which is on my phone, I sometimes had to be like, "Wait a minute, is there is there another half to this?" Oh yeah, yeah the so. panel layouts are a little bit ambitious, so that doesn't translate to digital as well. Yeah, yeah. especially if you yeah when you got to zoom in to read the. Balloons and I suppose on Comixology where they have that guided view, it'd be okay because mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. automatically sends you to that panel you're supposed to read. I don't like it. I don't like guided view. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I love the idea of it, but then the actual practice, I'm like, I I I don't trust you. I want to look. <laughs> I want to see it. Well, yeah, sometimes they will go right to the dialogue instead of showing you the whole splash page, and then they'll uh-huh. show you the splash page after the fact, and it's like, you did this backwards. I need context uh-huh. for what he's saying. Called establishment, establishing yeah, shot. Yeah, Come exactly. on, get with it. Mm-hmm. You did this backwards. Wrong. Wrong. So yeah, I recommend it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I would too. I do too. It's been on like it's it. been on the poll list a long time. In fact, I I'm not for sure that Brandon put it on there, but I think it might have been Brandon back when Jessica Jones season one came out. So it's been on there for a long time. Yeah. Um Oh he's a bit he's a big fan of Jessica Jones, isn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, Brandon, if it was you and you're listening now, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, we finally got around to it. I was not super excited to read it. I was curious. And so I guess in a way I was pleasantly surprised when we did get to it because I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I was not. I didn't even know that it was what it was. Yeah, because so. it's just alias, right? Yeah. Yep. So how do you feel about it versus the show? I wish that this dialogue was part of the show. <laughs> right? I was to say, do, do you like, are there parts of this that you like better than the show or is the show still king? And did you know her mom is live in this? Yeah, that, that, I was going to I I almost brought that up in the last episode because I was like, uh <laughs> it's a lot different than the book. Yeah. yeah. So did they is that all fabricated for the TV show? Yeah. Whoa. Really? That's, that's such a, an important part of her character. Yeah, right? no kidding. 
So no wonder she's way different. That makes it. That's like the yeah, like the whole big freaking difference. What the heck? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I am surprised by that, and it that does make sense why she's way more nasty in the TV show. Yeah. Well, she, just, I mean, like she doesn't have any connection to Trish Walker either. I mean, like all of that is fabricated. Mm. Well, that's just mm. that's weird. Strange of them. Strange choices they made. Maybe they just didn't know what to do with her. So well, like, well, let's I mean, it's one way characters. to bring in a character that's. Ba- I mean, they basically turned Trish Walker into the Carol Danvers of that era because Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. like you look at the, that Ms. Marvel, that she's that's how she is back then. But now she's kind of done uh, a one eighty character wise. Like if you read current Captain Marvel, she doesn't seem like the same Carol. Like she's undergone a transformation of sorts. Was it the drugs? It had to be. <laughs> it had to be. Those her boys. Her boys. My boys. <laughs> her boys. That's great. Which boys do you want me to set you up with? <laughs> don't don't get cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You're making me cray cray. All right. So yep, that's it. That's that's all. <laughs> that's more than enough. That's more than enough. That was our Jessica Jones month. Man, I did not expect we were gonna do a Jessica Jones month, but yep. who knew? I've I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of it a lot more than I thought. Purple Man made us do it. Yep. I love him. <laughs> Tenant. Tenant needs somebody needs to put him in something where he just gets to be him. Be Tenant. Yeah. Yeah. And make fun of himself. That's the best part. Yep. He just have his own talk show. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be a good talk That'd show be host. Good. Yeah. I would think so. I do too. He'd be like the Ellen of British people. The Ellen of British people? <laughs> Scottish like Scottish Ellen. Yeah. Or we a Scottish? Excuse me, sorry. Whatever. It's They're all listening. it's all the UK. Yeah. It's all potatoes they, and drinking. Didn't they vote not to like be their own people? No, they were the only ones that uh, didn't. They voted against Brexit. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, that's right. They could have opted out of the UK. They're probably rethinking that now. They were like, we could opt <laughs> out of the UK, or we could stay in the UK. Let's stay in the UK, and then then the Brexit thing happened. Yeah. And they were yeah. against it. It was like, I bet they're regretting their decision now. Maybe not. Letters page. <laughs> we have a letters page. Uh, we do. We have a letters page. Uh, but I don't believe I have a letter. If you want to send us something, actually. You don't have a letter? Wow. Let me it's double been, check. We've had one a lot. Let me double check. I don't think there is one. You should send us letters. Maybe I'll paint you a picture. I do not have any new letters for Grolix. Uh Matt D did send us a letter. But you're going to have to wait a few weeks for uh, episode, I believe, six of Cinematic Universe to hear that. Oh, yeah. Specifically Cinematic Universe. Hey, on the topic of that, what was your most recent episode about? Our most recent episode of the Grolic Cinematic Universe was about the Terminator and Predator, the original films. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good episode. It was a well, pretty good episode. How could it not be with Terminator and Predator? I mean, I, yeah. Predator. I loved revisiting those movies and- it was fun to review them, and the uh, the cinematic universe we set up was okay. So, going a little bit behind the scenes, we've recorded the next two episodes already. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you guys like the the <laughs> cinematic universe segments of both of those episodes. So good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Matt, episode episode five is good. Jasper came up with something great and very funny. Like they're very funny. That's the main thing. Episode six. Matt D actually had sent us a unsolicited pitch. Oh. He sent us so we we lead that with his pitch and uh and then we we kind of riff afterwards but uh 
So the next two episodes I'm super excited about. We'll talk about some good movies and stuff. Um, I guess I could say what the next one is, or can I? Yeah, yeah. It? Yeah, let's give us a... This is an exclusive promo. Yeah, so the next Grolic Cinematic Universe, which will be up... Let's see, this is episode 69 of Grolix. This will be up a week after episode 70 of Grolix. So it'll be the second Monday of this coming month. We talk about RoboCop and... What was the other one? Yo, Judge Dredd. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. RoboCop and Judge Dredd. Yeah, we talk about RoboCop and the 1995, I think it was, Judge Dredd. Oh, so if you uh, haven't had enough uh, 90s talk yet, check out that episode. Oh, cause, oh yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Can we get any more 90s than uh, throwing Rob Schneider into a Sly Stallone movie? You can't. That movie is, ooh, it's so 90s. Jasper's pitch is pretty great. Like he nailed it. Like he did something but a bit different and it is it made me laugh so hard. So yeah, that'll be up that'll be up before long. So Woo! Woo! Speaking of woohoo, um <laughs> uh we friend of the show, Sam Dealey, uh, who recently had a Kickstarter, is doing another Kickstarter for his Woohooligan uh Laugh It Forward campaign. And uh so Take a look on Kickstarter, uh, search for Laugh It Forward, and uh, check out what he's got because uh, Wahooligan is uh, it's a fun it's a fun strip, and they have spotlighted us in the past, so we want to give him a shout out. Yeah, and Wahooligan, how could it not be? Fun? It's just fun to say, anyways. Wahooligan <laughs> again. Uh, so if you hey if you want to if you want to send us a letter, send us an email to letters at Grolix Podcast. That's G R. A-W-L-I-X, GrolixPodcast.com. You can send us an email, or you can also record a, like a voice clip or something. Send us an MP3 of yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Try to keep it under two minutes. And remember, I don't want to have to edit you, but I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, 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 for language. Yeah. Not so much for content. Depends what you say, I guess. <laughs> you say some really dirty things. Yeah, and if you send nudes, we can't show them. Sorry. Nope. Not even taste. Not even tasteful. Not even tasteless. Nope. Or, we are not a podcast. No. No tasty. If no tasteless. S- no tasteful. If if you no. send us nasty nudes, I will just forward them to forward them to the Roman podcast. We have no us, taste buds for nudes. If you send us good nudes, nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know. Man, that's that's okay. Like that's brave of them, Roman podcast. Yeah. Yeah. To like call out for dudes, and I know it's mostly a joke, but they get some. I never mind. I can't say anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> because one of those, they be get careful what you wish for. They they get some, and that's a brave thing of them to do. <laughs> because most podcast listeners are men. Yep. And yeah. I don't think that's I not not to assume their sexuality, but based on what they've said. I don't think that's what they're into. So <laughs> that's not what they're actually to, asking for. But yeah, but that's what they're going to get. So it's pretty brave. Maybe that's them. not what anybody's ever asking for. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> right. That's a good point. It's a good point. That's what Snapchat's for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Wow. So <laughs> with that, yeah. Hey, Jesse, is this, is this, are we doing a promo right now? Wait. Which podcast is this? What podcast are we from? I, uh, we're the Twist of My Arm podcast. Oh, then you're Josh. Yes, I'm Josh. Oh, okay. you're Jesse from the Twist of My Arm podcast. Where oh, we the talk other about... podcast. Right, and, and we talk about things like this. 
what is Cassian doing in this movie? I thought he was dead. I thought everybody in that movie was dead. Wait, is this not a sequel to Rogue One? Wait, whoa. We also talk about other things. I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff, really. It's kind of spanning lots of genres, but one thing is pretty clear, and that's that we're definitely nerds. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Oh, that's fantastic. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Sweet. Um, I don't speak uh, Spanish. So. Mother of God, <laughs> I don't speak Japanese. Grolix <laughs> has all of your comic book news and things on lock, but we are here to twist your arm into trying some new things. Maybe watching a new movie, maybe listening to some new music, and maybe if you're interested in coming to Denver and checking out the local scene out here, give us a listen. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and most places podcasts are heard. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, where else, Jesse? Oh, man, we're everywhere. We're, we've got a YouTube. Yeah. Best way to get a hold of us is Facebook and Twitter. And it's always a good time. So, again, my name is Josh. And my name is Jesse. And we are from the Twist My Arm Podcast. Send us an email, twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a listen. Give us a like. Thanks to Grolix for playing this little promo. And we hope to hear from you soon. Okay, okay. The guy isn't looking. Go now. Good evening, Dominion Shoppers. Dominion, is that still a store? Just go with it. Johnny said the manager will bust us if we take too long. Right, right. This Monday, we're offering the deliciously different podcast, The Roman Potting Cast, featuring Roman LeBeau and Robert Cast. This special feature is made from 100% Canadian cheese, covering all your weird news and even weirder thoughts from the capital of culture, Brampton, Ontario. Is that a dig at Brampton? Yeah, why? No, just making sure. Spot on, man. So be sure to check it out. Did you get that? Check it out? Check out? That's terrible. Who wrote this copy? Hey, guys. Johnny! My manager will hear you. We're on the store PA system. Like you said we could be? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right, right. I'm just going to be here listening while pretending to mop. You are mopping. Yeah, but the water is still... Hey, where's Neil? Does he work here? What, in retail? He's loaded. I think he's like rock collecting or something. Uh, okay. Tune in to the Roman Podcast on iTunes, the Tangent Network, Stitcher, Google Play, and the EMC Podcast Network for totally fresh and free Roman Podcast. Hey, hey, you two, get away from there. Johnny, Johnny, get him! Sorry, guys. I'm part of the gig economy. I have to chase you with the stilty mop now. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Sure. Ah! Go back to Libsyn, you mooches! And stay out! I love those guys. Johnny! These floors are great. This is Jesse. Of all the gin joints, in all the towns, in all the world, she walks into Grolix. This is Melanie. Give me some Grolix, baby. This is Randy. Grolix will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we, as brothers and sisters on this earth, should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. Anyway, wow, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going to like cut from where to where. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, you're too much. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am too much. <laughs> we'll just cut into there. And... Uh, <laughs>